Alright guys, it is I, Gimp. I have a full face of makeup on just to hang out in my house. So you know what that means. It's podcast time. This is another episode of Locally Fresh. I am obviously your host, the only person in this fucking room. Um, (laughs) Sorry, I'm very aggressive right now. Only because it took me forever and a day to get this microphone working and this interface and OBS trying to make them become best of friends. I don't know if it's working, but I'm just like, fuck it, let me go ahead and record this episode because it's been forever since I've done one. And yeah, so as you guys notice, I am not in the Grand Collab offices. I am in my home. Um, I decided a while ago that I should probably start uh, buying things to create my own personal setup. Um, I've been going back and forth, and this is the reason why I've been like MIA amongst other things, aka procrastination. Um, (laughs) Full disclosure here. Um, But uh, yeah, so I kind of want to go back to the roots, to the initial intention of this whole podcast that I created, which was to go exploring around Central Florida or anywhere in a local area and kind of just, um, you know, discover great things about the places that I'm driving through or I live in um, or visiting just because I think it would be great, you know, and that's what it started off as. Uh, Of course, I didn't have any visuals to go with when I first started my podcast. It was all audio. And I would go to just random places like Tasty Tuesdays in the Milk District or to awesome art competitions. And I guess the feedback that I would get is that they, whoever was listening that would approach me or like, hey, this is great concept. I love the fact that, you know, you're bringing us to the places that you're visiting and it kind of makes us feel that we're there. Um, you know, keep it up. So that's always been in the back of my mind, right? And... Um, I think adding visuals to it, instead of going and exploring those places, I've been having, you know, people come and visit me at the offices and we'll shoot the shit, talk about like their come up and everything, but it's definitely taken me away from that environment of me wanting to go explore. So I decided, well, if I start purchasing things to create my you know, my personal little setup here and I can be mobile, um, that would be great because then I can actually go back to the reason why I started this podcast in the first place, right? So that's what I've been doing. I'm testing it out now and boy, is it a pain in my freaking ass. Um, but you know, I got so reliant on people doing the audio stuff for me. So, you know, I never really had to think about it. And this is, Something that I need to be better at is taking full on responsibility for my podcast. Um, so that's why, you know, I went and purchased things little by little uh, when I was, you know, when I could afford it. And I am very excited that I've actually now created my mobile setup. So why not start with the episode? I'm here in my apartment. Clearly, I'm not doing shit. So, <laughs> you know, like. Uh, I, I should start I should start recording you know I've been really slacking procrastinating not knowing what I wanted to do on this like stupid creative rut 
And I know some people are probably like, you're a podcaster. Podcasters don't have creative rights. But, I mean, speaking for myself, I I have definitely come into um, some creative blockages here. Just because the show has kind of, or at least in my eyes and in my mind, it's kind of been one note. And I haven't been able to really, I don't know, um, bring some different points of views and just, I don't know, I just, I, I haven't really, it hasn't been diverse enough, I guess you can say, I don't know if, if even that's the right word to use. But, you know, I think now that I have this little mobile setup, I think it's going to work better in my favor. I think I will be able to bring um, better content to you guys, whether you're listening or watching. Um, but yeah, I, you know, that was one of the things that when, you know, when I was only audio, it was like, oh man, I just wish we were like, we could see what was going on. And that's where I brought in the visuals. And I didn't really, and it's a weird thing because I didn't start using the visuals until like a little bit before um the pandemic which was a really weird i mean not that i knew that the fucking you know world was going to shut down and then i wouldn't be able to do anything but i I guess it was a weird time to start doing visuals because it's like i'm fucking stuck (laughs) so i can't do anywhere i can't do anything i can't go anywhere um but it did get me used to being in front of a camera um a lot of moving parts and stuff like that. So I guess, you know, it was a good time to start adding visuals in. I don't know. Um, but now the world is opening up again and that's great. So now I'll be able to go ahead and visit these places that I like so much, um, that I'm huge fans of and talk to the owners and see what was their inspiration or, you know, see other, uh, musical acts or other events going on locally and then just kind of set up. So I mean, granted, it's a small setup. So so just how for my followers uh, that have been like listening to the show and watching the show from the very, very, very beginning, um, you guys kind of heard the the evolution of the show. It was originally recorded off of my phone. And then I would just kind of like piece it together and just post it up. And then eventually I found an app on my phone where I would kind of like fix the audio and, um, you know, really dissect, I guess. And then I was able to get someone who was really familiar with engineering and, um, and, you know, fixing the audio where it sounds super clear. And then I introduced the, you know, the visuals where it was like really horribly lit, um, you know, webcam that we were using. (laughs) And then now, um, it got to a point where I'm using a green screen and, you know, it was, it's really, really cool. So now I'm kind of like starting all over again and whatever, you know, it's all about, um, this whole metamorphosis, right? Uh, where you just kind of like start from brand new and see all the stages of growth that you go through. So I'm excited that I'm able to go be mobile again and explore the towns that I like, you know, visiting and hanging out in. So it's going to be a good time. I'm sure it is. Um, but speaking of exploring, um, in the recent months, I've been very, very fond of uh, a particular place called the Commission Beer Chamber. If you guys haven't visited the Commission Beer Chamber, or also known as the Commission, 
um, please do yourselves the favor and go ahead and visit. It's an awesome bar. It actually opened up in the middle of the pandemic. And boy, has Benny done, Benny is the owner, like you guys, you know, knew who Benny was. Um, Benny is the owner of the commission and he's done an amazing job of bringing community together and also random walks of life together so the commission beer chamber shout out to my friend chris soto he's the one who actually put me on way before the bar actually opened he told me hey lisette he reached out to me because he knew i was doing the podcast and he was like listen heads up you have to hit up my boy benny and you know interview him you know for your show because he's an awesome guy one and two he's about to open one of the best bars in Orlando now at first I was like all right cool you know like I'm always down to explore but you know I don't know about the whole best bar in town but completely being truthful and honest here it is one of the best bars it's nothing like fancy it's just the vibe that's always there. Benny is always around um, working. He's not one of those like uh, owners that are just like fucking hanging out in the back and like whatever. No, he's like behind the bar, serving drinks, hanging out with the patrons of the bar, really building relationships and like a solid foundation at the commission. The bartending staff is amazing, super nice. And it's just crazy after one night there, and within maybe, I don't know, like at the end of the night, you know, it's, I don't know. So I'll say this, like the bartenders just remembered my name and it would have, I went there on one Wednesday and then like two weeks later, um, I go back and the bartender's like, Hey, Lissette, how are you? And I'm, and to me, like I'm big on customer service and that could just be like the retail in me. So I'm really big on that. And the fact that it had been two weeks since the last time that I was there and the bartender remembered my name, I was just in shock because I'm like, damn, that's really dope that that bartender remembered me and just solidified that the spot was really cool. You know, it's a hip hop bar. Um, it's has artwork everywhere. It has retro video games. Um, you know, it has great music and there's this like little section in the bar called um abuela sala which is uh you know grandma's living room and it looks so dope it's like literally if you know i'm hoping my latinos have that one grandma where they have the sofa with the wood with the wood frame and it's just like there's pictures all over the wall and the pictures are dope on the wall because it's actually benny's family so it's like if you didn't know Benny, you really get to you really get to know him just by sitting in this room, having a drink, watching TV, and you know you're seeing all these pictures on the wall, and you're like, holy shit, you know. But it's a really good bar. I highly recommend it. They always have a food truck or some food vendor there, and every day of the week it's different. It's completely different. Um, the times that I have been there, it's been the empanada. Um, it's like a little food stand. They sell empanadas. Really, really good. I had like the black bean, like the vegetarian empanada, and it was like black beans, onions, and peppers in there. And then they had a dessert empanada, which was cream cheese and guayaba in there. Oh my God. It was so good. So good. I highly recommend them. They're great. I believe that she's usually there like on Fridays. 
But um, the empanada lady, I think that's what it's called. I could be completely wrong. But anyway, she's super sweet. Um, and then, again, they always feature, like, different food vendors there. So it's really cool. Like, if you haven't been able to go, um, you know, to a food truck or, you know, haven't been able to experience other types of food, you know, Benny has definitely opened the doors for local business owners to kind of, like, showcase, you know, their menus and and like let people experience their food so that's really cool and another dope thing is is that he's definitely welcomed um the local hip-hop scene with like open arms we and i say we because I, I was hosting that night but um the grand collab and ozone effect uh got back got together and decided to put on a show and um cub was djing and i forgot the other one um i forgot the other dj fuck uh but anyways anonymous xi performed crescendo performed and mim performed and it was a great night it was a packed house so many people showed up it was kind of like the first show since the pandemic and it was really exciting shout out to crescendo for allowing me to host the evening that was so much fun and just the vibe like you can tell the bar staff and benny were like on a high because like the place was completely packed and crowded and we were just like itching to get out and hang out and be amongst one another and just catching up i mean to the point where there was an actual music video being filmed out in the parking lot at the exact same time that all of this was taking place was pretty crazy um but yeah, it was a really dope night, and the fact that he's so welcoming about, you know, like, with all these types of, um, you know, people, you know, walking into his bar has been great. I've definitely been there <laughs> a night where this, um, I don't even know what you want to call this woman, but she was kind of like, you know, you need more traffic in this business, and... You know, I can definitely be the one to help you bring in a much larger crowd and, you know, a different group here. And, and Benny's like, he's like, you know, entertaining the lady. Like, sure, I'll, I'll let you speak your piece or whatever. But, like, you're not helping me bring a larger crowd into this place. Like, the reason why I have it decorated the way that I do, the reason why I have the music that's being played here is because I'm catering to a certain vibe not a certain audience just a certain vibe you know and I'm so glad that <laughs> I think the lady like eventually got the hint that she was like just leave you know <laughs> but it was just so funny seeing that someone was just trying to like just change the type of vibe that this bar is has already created you know but anyways it's a cool spot um I've always when I'm there, I always run into somebody that I've known forever, or I meet somebody brand new, which is great. Um, randomly, wait while I was waiting for my best friend, because uh, we were going to have lunch. We had a little lunch date. We went to Hawkers. But prior to going to Hawkers, um, I went to the commission to, and just had a drink, you know, while she was still getting ready and stuff. And as I'm sitting there, I'm sitting next to this woman and this man and we're having a grand old time laughing chopping it up and i just talked to her i'm like oh so are you guys like you guys live here or you know like you got, is this your first time here and they're like oh no we come here all the time i'm like oh that's cool you know and she was saying like yeah i just got off of work and um we decided to come hang out with benny for a little bit i'm like oh that's dope 
And I asked where she worked. She goes, oh, I own the Aardvark. And I'm like, oh, that's so awesome. And I met her husband. Her husband was super cool. And come to find out that he did, he used to DJ, like, back in the day with DJ, um, DJ Icy and um, DJ Baby Ann. And, like, to me, I'm just like, holy shit, I remember hearing them on the radio all the time. That's so cool. So, like, we kicked it off. And she told me, like, hey, come visit us on Sunday. We're having this, you know, our brunch. It's... Uh, it's like a funky, funky brunch Sundays or something like that. And I was like, sure. I haven't been to a brunch in forever. Why not? So I ended up going the following, the next day was actually Sunday. I ended up going um, with the guys of Beer Money Unlimited. And, you know, some of them were totally against having brunch. But I'm like, come on, it's fucking brunch. It's going to be good. You know, we sat at the bar. We ordered food. Of course, like one of my things is that if I'm going to a new place, I'm always going to order the most, the easiest thing to make, right? And it's usually like a classic uh, food item on a menu. Because in my mind, I'm like, okay, if you can fuck that up, then I don't want to taste anything else on your menu. So I ordered, I was kind of tossed between grits, shrimp and grits, or chicken and waffles but I was like fuck it let me order the chicken waffles and just see how it comes out service was amazing uh, I saw the owner there and her husband you know said hi to them enjoyed the food and everything and music was great uh, DJ uh, Rubox was there he's an Orlando vet and he was DJing like surprisingly I was like holy shit he's here that's pretty awesome um, when the food came out holy cow it came out so all right, I have this thing. I love waffles, but I rarely ever order them just because some places make waffles that are too crispy and it kills like the roof of my mouth and I hate that. But these waffles were like so nice and fluffy and then the chicken was like super crispy and juicy and it was perfect, like absolutely amazing. So if you guys are ever near, I believe it's Fern Creek and Bumby, the Aardvark is there. It used to be like an old, shitty convenience store. It was like really creepy. I remember seeing it like many years ago when I lived in the area. Um, and they completely revamped it. It looks gorgeous on the inside. Um, and it's just like a nice, like chill spot. Of course, And they, from what she told me, there's also like a Monday brunch or they were just starting it out that week. So anybody who works on the weekends, if they're off on Monday mornings, you know, they have a brunch there on Mondays, which is pretty cool too. Um, but I highly recommend that if you're in the area, go visit the Aardvark and have a couple drinks. They have like, um, you know, local uh, craft beers there. And then they have a pretty decent menu as well. So highly recommend it. I need to go on a day where it's not a brunch so I can, uh, you know, try out other options on their, on their menu. But if you're looking for a chill, relaxed vibe, definitely the artwork um where else have i been i don't think i've been anywhere else oh i went to um i always have trouble because i know it's fa and then it's h-o-a fa hoa fa ha i don't know i hope my vietnamese people can like correct me and help me say the name correctly but it's on primrose right behind the colonial um colonial town center shopping area and it has a whole bunch of like graffiti and murals all around so i went there not too long ago 
and I ordered, I usually get like basic shit, like I said, but this time around, I wanted something like fresh, something crisp and, and kind of like clean. And they had a, like a cold noodle bowl. And so it had verma, vermicelli or vermicelli noodles. And then there was like basil in there. They had, um, bamboo shoots, carrots, uh, some cabbage in there. Oh my God. And their dressing, I don't know what it was, but it was so freaking delicious. And I didn't feel like overly stuffed. I felt just like, I'm good. You know, like I can still do other things without feeling like a fucking schlep, but great place too. I want to say it's Faha. That's how it's pronounced. Please correct me. Somebody out there listening, watching, <laughs> let me know, uh, in the, in the DMs here. Um, but yeah, now that things are kind of opening up little by little, I'm kind of going out and exploring and seeing things and having a grand old time. Uh, not too long ago, I took part in um, Record Store Day. So I'm not quite sure the history of Record Store Day. I probably should have done that before recording this episode. But to me, in my eyes, and how I interpret it for like in my retail way of thinking is it's kind of like the Black Friday, but for record stores where they receive these exclusive box sets um, or limited edition items and people start from the early morning making lines outside of the local record stores and, you know, to purchase these items. And then also throughout the day, depending on the record store, and usually most, I feel like all record stores participate in this, they'll have a set list of DJs that are gonna come to that location and go ahead and spin a set. So it's really cool, like, you know, supporting your local businesses, supporting your supporting your local record stores because, you know, before streaming, um, you know, all these uh, uh, digital platforms, we've had record stores, you know, and kind of like FYE and uh, Virgin Record Stores, they kind of like took over and then kind of pushed the local record shops off to the side. But, you know, building these strong relationships with these record store owners, and especially if you're a DJ, you always kind of want to go searching and hunting for really special pieces to add to your collection because if you're spinning or just if you're, you know, uh, a collector of, of records and you just like, you know, for example, like listening to them at, at home. Um, you know, it's cool creating these relationships with these owners because they kind of become like a, a personal shopper for you. And especially if you frequent their locations quite often, they're always going to have you in the back of their mind and like, oh, I know so-and-so really wanted this, like, and I know they'll buy it as soon as I, I you know, I get this for them. So it's really cool. So I, um, I went over to um, the donut shop, which is right there on Roslyn, no, correction, on Orange and um, Colonial. It's right, I want to say it's literally right across the street from the Steelhouse Apartments right there. And then if you don't know where it's at, they literally have a mural that says Orlando um, on the side of their building. And they were participating, obviously, in Record Store Day. As soon as I walked in, there was DJ spinning sets, playing house music, which was really nice. Um, they were also playing like funk, and then they one of them was playing like um, boogaloo music, which was really nice. And it was cool; like everybody was hanging out, having fun. So I went in there. 
um, initially I went in there to look for uh, Buena Vista Social Club. Like I love them. I love Afro-Cuban jazz, one of my favorites. Um, <clears throat> and ever since my mom put me on to the pianist of Buena Vista Social Club, Ruben Gonzalez, I've kind of just been obsessing over the entire collective. So I went in there, I'm getting the records ready because I kind of want to show you like my record store finds. Um, I went in there and when you first walk in, it's the main room where they have everything sectioned off by genre. Um, and then behind the counter, you'll see like the exclusive, um, you know, vinyls that they have on display that are also up for purchase. But if you keep kind of going back, like towards the back, there's another room and it's just like boxes and boxes and boxes of records and nothing is sorted or organized. It's just kind of like, here's a box of vinyl or I'm assuming that's like the rest of their inventory, but it's also kind of separated like, um, well, for instance, that day they were literally selling a box of vinyl. Um, let me see. There might have been like maybe like 30 or 40 records in a box and they were selling a box for $10. Like if I had extra hands and space in my car, I would have easily left with like a gabillion boxes because I know people that would love to like dig in those and see what they could use for sampling, you know, to make beats and stuff. But um, when you walked in towards the back, it's you literally just have to dig through each single box and see, you know, what you want. And they were having a deal for like three, four, three, four, ten or three for 15 bucks. I can't really remember. So I started there first and I was like, all right, let me see what I, you know, what they have. And while I was back there, I found maybe it was three for 15, maybe. When I was there, I found some stuff that kind of took me down like memory lane. And I was like, oh, well, you know, this kind of reminds me of Saturday mornings when my mom wanted us, you know, to clean the house and she would wake us up super, super early in the morning for no fucking reason and open all the windows and just blast music super loud. So one of those was Tito Puente. And I got this one. This one's this is kind of like an old one just because the the well the sleeve is fucking broken. It's ripped. But you know, I've never heard anything from Tito Puente that disappointed me. So I figured this is gonna be a good one. I still haven't listened to this one just yet. Um or have I? I can't remember. I actually wanna say I did listen to it. No, I'm gonna go ahead and say no. I don't think I've listened to it just yet. Because there's some other records that I've purchased a while back that I have just started listening to them. Um, but yeah, and then I got this one. I was actually listening to, to this one today. Um, super, super great find. And I'm so happy that I found it. It's called the Bop Sessions. So you have some jazz greats like Sonny Stitt, Max Roach, Percy Heath, John Lewis, Hank Jones. And then you got my boy, Dizzy Gillespie here. I love this guy. And just, I mean, each one is a, are they're, they're phenomenal musicians. And God, I wish I was just a fly on the wall during their recording sessions. But it was great. Like I put it on while I was cooking 
and it was a great little soundtrack to listen to <laughs> while I was preparing a meal. And I only got through um, side A, and then oh yeah, because I didn't I didn't get a chance to listen to Loverman, um, so I'm excited about that. But yeah, this was a great find in the back room. Um, let me see what else here. And then ah, oh, whoops, it fell. Um, then this one, my mom. So growing up. My dad's uh, taste in music, what, we, what I remember listening to all the time was Neil Diamond, uh, Fleetwood Mac, Barry White. It was very weird. <laughs> as far as his music selection, being a man, an immigrant from Columbia, those were the ones that he listened to. Bob Marley, I remember seeing The Cars, The Judds. Uh, these were all cassette tapes that I remember seeing and because I would always organize them by alphabetical order. Um, and those were typically the cassette tapes and he would have like every album in cassette. So it was just like stacks of them. And then my mom was kind of more of like the Spanish adult contemporary music. They both equally loved salsa and merengue. Um, but my mom, when it was like her music, she would listen to um, Ana Gabriel, Juan Gabriel, um, Enrique Iglesias, uh, Gloria Estefan. Uh, and then, of course, like, you know, American music, it would be the Mamas and Papas. Um, ABBA is like one of her favorite, favorite disco groups. Um, so like kind of music like that. So it was music was was a lot it was very different in in my household uh, which was pretty dope if we weren't like your typical Co colombian family that we would listen to bayanatos all the time or cumbia or anything like that it was a nice variety so i'm so thankful for my upbringing when, <laughs> when it came to musical tastes um but jose feliciano was the one that i also found in the back this is definitely an old one uh this is copywritten 1968 and I mean, the Jose Feliciano that we know now does not have short hair. He has like a long, like 70s shag. And yeah, so this is great. Like if you've, if you're, if you're going through or if you've gone through a shitty breakup and you want to cry your eyes out or, you know, you're just a weirdo like I am that likes listening to really depressing music, Jose Feliciano's your guy. And yeah, I'm really excited. I haven't listened to this one either. So I'm pretty sure there's going to be some good stuff on here. Because um, I remember he did this one collaboration with Gloria Estefan. Man, that's probably, I don't know. There's, there's something about songwriters and performers that like when they perform a song, they really, you really get the sense of like, holy shit, they went through some some really tough stuff in order to sing that type of song um but what boggles my mind are those songwriters that have never experienced it but they just imagine it that it's happened to them and it sounds like they were the ones experiencing it firsthand but yeah jose feliano, feliciano is a great songwriter and i will let you guys know on an upcoming episode how i felt about the album so going back I went in there again for uh, Buena Vista Social Club. They didn't have anything from them at all, from any of the artists of like from that collective. 
But the guy who was there was like, well, are you open to listening to like something from that genre of music? And I'm like, yeah, sure. You know, put me on. Let me know what's good. So he gave me this album. It was pretty pricey, but I feel like it's completely worth it, especially now that I opened it and I realized that it's three records and not just one. I'm like, all right, I don't mind paying $42 for this. But um, it's from Soul Jazz Records, and it is Cuba Music and Revolution Culture Clash in Havana, Cuba. So this is like experimental Latin music, and this is from the uh, 1975 to 1985 era. I just got to the first one, and what's really cool is that it kind of gives a history lesson on each of the artists. Um, you know, like where they started, where they from, where they're from, and and all of that. So that was pretty cool. Once I um, opened this and started listening to it, it's really great stuff. Definitely reminiscent of those of those times <clears throat> of those times of when your uh, parents opened the windows and blasted music to wake your ass up and you know start cleaning the damn house. But yeah, this was a good one. I'm glad I got this. Um, he said that only two were received at the store. He bought one, and I have the second one, so I'm very excited to brag about that. I'm sure you can stream this somewhere. I'm sure another record store probably has it, or you can, you know, look online and see if you can buy it there. But I'm excited. It sounds great, great album. Um, but yeah, so that was on record store day. Rewind a couple weeks back, I went to remix uh remix record shop and that's right off of north mills and i bought some stuff let me see here let me see here here we go so i'm really proud of this so i've noticed and not that i do it on purpose but i've noticed that when i'm at a record store i can't help but purchase something that's either blues, soul, or like some classic R&B. Um, in this instance, so obviously from the donut shop, I got the bop sessions. So that's my jazz there. And then with this one at Remix, I found, I stumbled across... Um, a Ray Charles album and it's called the Ray Charles story this I think I did a good job um, it's a two piece set and I bought it for three bucks three buckaroos and it's so dope I love this um, and it sounds great it's not com it's not scratched at all you know like it's Definitely, it's been worn, but I'm like, damn, three bucks? Like, what the hell? Oh, I got a sticker here that says the last one. Hmm, that's cool. <laughs> but yeah, so three bucks for this. Like, this is why you need to go and visit your local record shops and not fucking shop at these, you know, other places because you can't find stuff like this. I'm, I'm saying like, there's a reason why they call it crate digging. You know, you have to really dig. You have to have patience. But when you have all of those things, 
you come across these little diamonds for three bucks like what the fuck you know that's awesome abc records that's crazy but yeah so i got that and then i got this one which after watching the quest love uh documentary on the um oh my god the harlem like funk soul festival that they had during and during 1969 i want to say it was yeah right because that's when woodstock was going on after hearing their story the fifth dimension i'm so happy that i got this album um fifth dimension definitely reminds me of my mom and my aunt because they were like big on disco and yeah this is like pretty cool like even how it opens you know so and i got this one also for three bucks you know who knows now after them talking about it on the on the um like it opens it's like origami like what the fuck so you know now that they were kind of featured on the document on the documentary here who knows if their music is going to go up in price you know which is what we like what artists want anyways you know they want their their music to be actually worth something so they can get some royalties out of it but three bucks you know i did i felt like i did pretty good so there's that. Those are my record store finds here in Central Florida. Now I have some other ones that I've listened to. And this was a trip a few months back uh, towards the beginning of the year. Um, I went to Asheville with my boyfriend. And of course, no trip is complete without a visit to the record store. We went to this place called Citizen Vinyl. It is so amazing. So it used to be an old um, newspaper press, and which was the local newspaper for um, for Asheville, and they converted it into a record shop, well, like a small little record shop, and then they also converted it into like a cafe and a bar. So when you walk in, which would be, I'm assuming based off of the movies that I've seen where they have like the bullpen where you have like all these desks and reporters and journalists and stuff kind of like working and typing up you know their their pieces for the newspaper um that big open space has now have they now have like you know tables and then off to the far right is the u-shaped bar and also cafe um and then towards the back right of the of citizen um, vinyl is the little um, record shop that they have there really really cool concept like when you walk in into your immediate left is a big glass window and behind the window is the actual news uh, paper printing machine like it's humongous and it was just so cool to see because it's like oh shit like that's pretty awesome um, but yeah so if you're ever in Asheville I highly recommend that you go to citizen vinyl just even to have a bite to eat or just to kind of like walk around or it's it's really nice highly recommend it um, and it was just like a nice little vibe you know it was cool um, but yeah these were the ones that were purchased there um, my boyfriend got me Aretha Franklin because I absolutely love her and this one's really cool because she this is an album of her singing covers and holy cow um, 
hearing her sing Satisfaction by the Rolling Stones, I mean, her version is so much better, you know, but I'm also biased because I love her. But yeah, Satisfaction was probably the one that was like, oh shit, all right. And um, yeah, it was a good one. I'm so glad I got this one. Thank you. And then the other one I got was selections from ladies and gentlemen bb king this is a gorgeous 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 album like it's beautiful it's it's definitely for those days that you just kind of want to lounge at home if it's raining outside even better uh, because just listening to bb king is just kind of puts you in a nice relaxing mood i absolutely love it um funny story B.B. King was actually my very, very first concert that I had ever been to. <clears throat> I was at House of Blues. I might have been 12 years old. Yeah, because I was definitely in middle school. Uh, I was, yeah, 12 or 13 years old. One of my friends had gotten a hold of, like, tickets to House of Blues and that night specifically, we were going to go watch the Titanic because it just came out. So whatever year that was, I'm pretty sure it was like 97. <laughs> but um, uh, she goes, but before we go and watch the movie, why don't we go ahead and you know make a pit stop at House of Blues and see the concert? And I'm like, sure. So she in invited, I was in band. So, and I was in symphonic band and in jazz band. So obviously I was like, yeah, I'm down to see live music. Let's do it. Um, so we invited a whole bunch of like friends from band and we all like we went and I remember walking and it was like the very, like the show hadn't even start yet. And I specifically remember walking into house of blues, the main, like the general floor is completely bare. There were a couple chairs, you know, like kind of, um, side by side and, and rows and I remember seeing a chair on the stage and right next to the chair was like this beautiful guitar. And I'm like, oh man, I wonder what that is. You know, I wonder who's gonna play that. Like, oh, you know, like the setup looked like a jazz band. So I was like, oh, I'm kind of excited. Like, you know, what's gonna happen? And sure enough, this old man in a nice little black blazer and dress pants, you know, comes walking on stage, sits his ass down in the chair, pulls up, his guitar onto his lap and he starts playing like the blues and I was just in complete awe like holy shit and we stood there we probably stayed in House of Blues for maybe like a half hour and I didn't want I was like man fuck the Titanic I want to stay here you know but of course I'm the only one that wanted to stay so I had to go with the rest of the crew and we ended up going to the movies and AMC <clears throat> And watch the stupid Titanic movie. Um, but the following day, I looked at the ticket stub. And I told my, my band teacher, I'm like, hey, Mr. Weaver, I went to a concert last night. And I think you might appreciate, you know, that I went to see this artist or whatever. So I showed him the ticket stub. And his face completely, I mean, he's a white guy. So he, his face completely went even more white than what it actually is. And he was like, Lisette, do you even know who you just watched, you know, on stage? And I'm like, no, I just, I just know he was, you know, playing the blues. And I just was, you know, like, I loved it. It sounded great. <laughs> so 
he goes ahead and he he kind of goes immediately to his computer and he starts playing um bb king over the the speaker system that he had in in the band room and he was like you just witnessed one of the greatest musicians ever to walk this earth (laughs) and then like now every time i watch you know something of bb king or you know this album that i bought i'm just like holy shit that was my first concert like i saw an amazing artist on stage and which leads me to this right so i was watching music videos the other day and it was prince that was on that was playing i can't remember what fucking song it was and it was a con it was a the music video was him on the concert and i don't know if it was like shit i'm not even gonna try to sing it because i can't even remember what song it was but whatever music video prince had which is probably a few that were filmed like while he was at concert and i'm seeing people in the crowd and they're going like ape shit they're going crazy and it just made me realize like do these people even know that they're witnessing greatness before their eyes you know because then you see the bruce springsteen video right where he's there's a bruce springsteen video of him at a con you know him performing at a concert and you know the crowd is going crazy like do they do they realize do these people and as as music video extras do they even know what they're a part of like and it's documented now like they're like, oh, I was there. I was at that concert. And I don't know. It's just, who knows, right? They probably just were there like, oh, I'm having a great time. Woo, it's Prince. I love him, you know. But now fast forward all these years. He's passed away. His music is like timeless. And that always like struck a chord with me. I'm like, do these people even realize who who they're watching, who they're listening to, who they're dancing to? who they're reciting their their lyrics you know like verbatim and i don't know i was just like one of my little like introspective you know my little moments of like oh wow you know like life (laughs) so but yeah but anyways those are my record store finds i hope you guys enjoyed that um what else has been going on set aside from me spending money at a record store (laughs) um I recently had a birthday. I turned 36. Go me. Um, I'm still alive and kicking, which is great. And um, oddly enough, which is weird, I don't even know why I'm saying this, but some people have been like, what do you do? You know, and I take that as a compliment. I should take that as a compliment, right? Like, I shouldn't feel awkward about taking compliments. Um, So I always tell them that I laugh about um anything and everything you can't be serious all the time you have to have a personality um you have to find humor in every situation right i think that's been helping me so far in life <laughs> and um moisturize shout out to my cousin carmen who put me on to uh moisturizing my face uh that's probably why you know it's been looking pretty good and i've actually been trying to um be really solid about self-care or creating those self-care moments so like one one way I, I try to create that vibe is I everything in my shower is eucalyptus like everything my shampoo my conditioner my body soap 
my body scrub, like everything smells like eucalyptus. I want to feel relaxed, rejuvenated. <laughs> I want to feel like I'm at a spa uh, because, you know, funds is tight and I can't always go to one. Um, the last time I've ever been to a spa was the one that I used to work at. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so I try to create those moments where I feel relaxed. Um, and even if it's just a quick shower, like at least the smell of eucalyptus helps me. Um, I do swear by one thing. And also my cousin Carmen put me on to the Bath and Body Works stress relief eucalyptus <sighs> by far the best smelling lotion body wash body spray ever um but you know i can't afford going to bath and body works and going all out because that collection that set is never on fucking sale it's not part of the like buy 20 bottles for like five dollars you know it's never part of that bath and body works annual sale that they always have but I found a really good substitute and it's Dr. Teal's like everybody knows Dr. Teal's of the Epsom salts right so they have a body scrub now no way shape or form is Dr. Teal's sponsored <laughs> in this video although I do wish because I highly suggest this and recommend this um, Dr. Teal's Epsom salt body scrub uh, eucalyptus and spearmint this stuff is the best and I recommend guys to do some self-care too man you guys like need it and you guys are always holding shit in get relaxed and you know let loose um, and also ladies FYI if you're looking for a really really nice close shave I would highly recommend body scrub first lather up on the body scrub on your legs and rinse then use Dr. Teal's uh, body wash, lather up on the legs, and then shave. I promise you, I Scout's Honor, probably one of the best close shaves that you'll ever get. Your legs are going to be super smooth. I highly recommend it. Or guys, I mean, if there's guys out there that shave their legs or whatever, um, yeah, try it. Recommend it. Um, and also... I walked into Marshall's. You can get that anywhere. You can get that at any store. Uh, I walked into Marshall's, and I'm sure you can get this stuff too. They have these little things. Um, let me see if I can put it up there. It's like a little like silicone bristle type thingy. I it came. It was a two pack. It was this for the face and a big one for the body. Usually, I'll use a loofah, you know. But then, like loofahs lose their shape and they lose their like their scrub I guess I don't know um, and I got this and I feel like this does a great job removing all the makeup that I have on my face which I'm gonna use after filming this episode and it was a good nice lather like you know and then I started thinking you know men should probably use this stuff especially if you shave your face all the damn time and to help prevent like ingrown hairs you know like exfoliate guys like you know you guys you guys need to like take care of your skin and moisturize because I feel like not that many men moisturize and exfoliate so I would highly recommend that you do that um, and I should probably have Queen Jolene like be a part of this segment because she is an esthetician and she takes care of skin and this would be totally her bag right now. Um, but yeah, I'd highly recommend this if you're looking for a nice, like, uh, instead of using something so harsh on your skin, this is like little silicone bristles. 
and it's nice to wash your face and stuff so yeah i recommend that and the one for the body because it's like super good i, I want to say i spent like maybe seven bucks um on on the package and marshall's so i mean it was it was a given i was like oh shit let me let me try this out and it's by far one of the best things and i feel like it's super clean like i just run it under hot water and and with soap and then like all the gunk is out and whereas the loofah like does the loofah fully dry or is it just kind of like sitting in its own in your own filth because you're the one that's using it um and i feel like if i really want to sanitize this i can just throw this in a pot of boiling hot water and then just kind of remove all whatever bacteria and germs but yeah highly recommend those and then so one of uh, so my boss was talking to me about how she uses like face masks and I'm like oh I've never done a face mask before so I bought these little face masks um, they were like maybe two bucks so I bought like a French pink clay this one like peels um, like you can peel it off of your skin and then this one is a it's a gel mask and then you just scrub it off um, it's like it's charcoal and black sugar so the first one that I used was the pink clay one now <laughs> let me give you a heads up here guys if you're gonna use a peel-off mask men or women um, just make sure that you are mindful in the direction that you're peeling it off of your face and also if you have any traces of any hair on your face now I haven't met anyone who's like completely hairless on their face you have some type of hair on your face um, this shit's gonna hurt <laughs> so if you're a masochist and you love uh, inflicting pain on yourself then by all means try the peel-off mask um, yeah this made me feel like I needed to wax my face <laughs> because I'm like ow 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 the whole entire time so I would say I because I it will well there you go I fucked up there it's pore clearing so I don't have bad pores I can honestly say that um, and they're not like super huge so I probably shouldn't have purchased this <laughs> in the first place now however I did use the exfoliating gel mask and that was great because I definitely felt like it's polished my skin um, and it didn't hurt so that was great and yeah so those are like my little self-care tips that I've been trying to incorporate into my life um, now mind you don't do the masks all the time because you know it's like it's abrasive on your skin and you just kind of want to do that like every once once in a while um, so two dollars and you get three to four uses in one little package so that's kind of cool um, but yeah so you know those are my little self-care tips for you ladies and gents out there that want to incorporate some type of um, relaxation into your lives you know we go through shit every single day we have stressful situations that randomly pop up in our lives so if one little thing that we can bring into our homes is uh, a face mask or a body scrub or you know like a shampoo that smells like eucalyptus then then why not you know but yeah guys so I just wanted to kind of like touch base with everybody that I'm still alive I'm still around I'm still gonna be doing this podcast um, this is more of like a reintroduction I'm probably not gonna do one-on-one -on -one episodes all the time like myself 
Um, and I'll still have like guests on here, but I'll probably do like a, I don't know. You guys let me know if you like what I was talking about and then maybe I'll continue it or maybe I won't. Now who knows? And you know, I'll just talk about random shit, but, um, but yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. It was, uh, it was due for a very, very long time. I'm sorry. I procrastinated. Um, but thanks to everyone that has been a fan of the show that's always been like reaching out and just kind of wondering like hey what's going on are you okay (laughs) so that was kind of cool thank you guys for doing that and um and yeah you know this is just the beginning of me becoming mobile um always love and big thank you to the grand collab because they're the ones that also kind of helped me um give like give me the ideas of like what items I need to start purchasing to you know create my mobile setup so I'm very excited for the next episode to come and see where I will be recording out of uh and I'm pretty sure it'll be a good time I'm very excited and yeah like honestly what I've been having trouble with the past year the past season of locally fresh is getting local businesses onto the show like I'm not quite sure why it's been so difficult for that to happen but it doesn't cost you guys anything like I know local businesses um one of their hardest things to do is is to finance advertising um and marketing so if I can help you guys with my platform and you talk about your business like that is literally the idea behind locally fresh I want to help local businesses local organizations what's your cause what's it all about why should we be a part of this or why should we donate or why should we attend to these local events what are you supporting like that's what I want locally fresh to really really be about Um, so please if you know of anyone or if you are that individual that would like to be on the show I have a mobile setup now so I can actually go to your place and set up and we can sit and talk about everything that you know you want us us the public to know about your organization your event your business Um, so please hit a girl up let me know follow me at locally fresh 407 that's the podcast page Um, or you can follow me on Gimparella that's G-I-M-P-E-R-E-L-L-A either one I'm connected to both so if you send a, a DM to locally fresh or a DM to Gimparella I will be the one answering so don't be afraid please hit me up and let me know that you want to be a part of the show I would be more than happy to host you guys and yeah like maybe you guys maybe I'll run into you guys while I'm recording at a at a you know business or something and then you guys can be a part of the episode who knows the world is our oyster guys so anyways on that note I am going to go wash my face with this because I literally have a full face of makeup on ever since I got this ring light on. I'm like, holy cow, I really need to be done up for these episodes <laughs> so, or else every imperfection is going to show. Um, but yeah, so thank you so much, guys, for tuning in and hanging out with me. I really, really appreciate you guys for liking and subscribing and following the, the show. And uh, here's to many more episodes. Salute. I'm out.